0: two-word statement which is now just begging to have a Nike campaign built around it. Quote-unquote, I'm back. That's all Jordan said on Saturday. That was really all Jordan needed to say.
1: I'm back. Welcome in. Welcome in to episode 47 of the Zoomer Sports Radio. And it, it's been a while since I've done a one of these podcasts. Like, you might be wondering, Andrew, what have you been doing since March? Where the hell have you been since you interviewed the Glenbard West state champ basketball guys back in March? And to be honest with you, I've I've done a lot. And I played an entire varsity baseball season, all-conference pitcher, by the way. I I graduated high school, enjoyed the summer with my friends. Then I uh, moved down to Clemson, South Carolina, where I'm going to be studying the next four years. Uh, and I start taking classes over the summer. And I've had the privilege to – Start working with the Clemson men's basketball team in their social media department. So, I mean, I've stayed active on all my other social media platforms uh, TikTok, Instagram, uh, even the Twitter uh, Zoomer Sports is posting more. So, once again, if you guys haven't been following there, go ahead and follow there I'm on the Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter. That's where I've been during the podcast hiatus. So, but now I'm officially back and I'm just this episode. I have a great rundown of what I plan on what I have did this past five months, what is going on right now, and the future of Zoomer Sports will all be addressed in this short little mini episode, I might call it, but, you know, it might, might end up being a full episode. So let's go more in depth in what I've done since March, and plus I got a new segment at the end. So first things first, uh, obviously, my last episode, we interviewed Jack Cardwell, Braden Hoff, Ryan Renfro, and Caden Pierce of that Glenbard West State champion team. And I got that episode out and I posted it while I was on the bus ride going to Louisville with my baseball team. So that was during spring break of senior year. So I haven't posted a podcast since then. And so let, let's go in more depth about the Louisville and baseball season uh high school college we're gonna get all we're gonna get all of it so let's start with Louisville so bus ride was so fun uh sitting next to my boy Kyle Rossi who I will leak this right now will be on a podcast later this week so make sure you stick around we'll find out how he's done this summer at UCF and what it's like to train like a division one baseball player and now power five because UCF's moving the big 12 um next year so when we were in Louisville we stopped at the Louisville Slugger Museum and First stop, the Louisville Slugger Museum is actually pretty cool. So, as as you can see on the screen here, um, my TikTok of it actually went pretty viral. So, here's an inside look at the Louisville Slugger Bat Factory in Kentucky. On the outside stands the world's biggest baseball bat at a height of 120 feet. The inside is filled with a tour of the bat factory, where you see how the bat is physically made and multiple exhibits, and you can even hold some MLB legends bats. Here, I'm holding Babe Ruth's 42 and a half ounce bat. And here is Mets Legends Daryl Strawberries bat. My baseball coach Ricky Diesel reacted to a 95 mile per hour fastball. I here I'm holding an unfinished Cody Bellinger bat getting ready for opening day. Yeah, then it was time for me to step into the plate and show what I got using a Cody Bellinger model bat. Form wasn't great, but I hit a liner here. Oh, and that's the reason my PO and I struck out seven the next day. You walk you walk up, and there's just the t- world's tallest baseball bat. It's like 128 feet or something. And it's just outside on this random warehouse building you walk in and on the wall they have an autograph of every uh baseball player to use a louisville slugger bat which is really cool and then you walk into the gallery which i guess is what it's called like the place like the museum part before you go on the physical factory tour and uh, you can hold legends bats like i mean they have one for every team and then they have the mlb legends so i got to hold Babe Ruth's like crazy heavy bat. It was like 36 and a half ounces or something, 38 and a half, something like that. I also held Mets Legend Daryl Strawberries bat. And you could, you could, there was one bat for every team. So like the Cubs was Chris Bryant, even though Chris Bryant isn't even on the Cubs anymore. And I swear he uses a Chandler bat too. So might have used the Louisville slugger at one point, but I swear he used Chandler and Marucci the most. But and then the physical tour is pretty cool. I got to hold like um Unfinished bats of like Vladdy Jr., Cody Bellinger, and uh, Ian Happ, guys like that who are – those are three all-stars. 2 Bellinger has been an MVP. Guerrero would have been an MVP if he went for Otani's superhero season last year. Well, you have to see like the unfinished bats. Like there's no gravings in. There's – like you don't see their name. There's no Louisville Slugger logo you can see right here on the screen. And it's it's just weird. And like they have these ginormous machines in there. And it, it was really cool, like, the, the process of how they, um like, paint the bat. They, like, dip it in, like, this dye, like, it's black or pink or maroon, like, blue. Like, people get weird colored bats, but, like, I feel like the most common one is the natural grain and then the black bat. So, they were, they were uh, doing that, and... It's just a really cool tool. I really suggest if you're ever in the Louisville area or driving through it to get to South Carolina or Florida, North Carolina, I'd really recommend, uh, stopping at the Louisville slugger museum. It was really, it was really a fun time then. So let's talk about the baseball. We actually went, um, our first game was against Ballard high school, which you might know this guy for the Los Angeles angels. Joe Adele went there. We actually nicknamed the field, Joe Adele field, but we won there three to two and Nolan King almost gave us all a heart attack. Uh, Chase Krueger started off and pitched a really good game, but Nolan came in a close in that uh, bottom of the seventh. We're up 3-2. He strikes out the first two guys, no problem. Then decides let's just walk the next three guys and um, get uh, I forget, someone was warming up in the pen and like Schultz uh, our coach, uh, Andy Schultz his blood pressure was through the roof when Nolan was walked those bases loaded and then he decided to strike the guy out so we were all saved, but like Man, he he took four years off uh coach Ricky Diesel, Rick DeZingle's life there. So and then the next day we were at North Oldham. And this was the Louisville Slugger. This is this is the day we went to the Louisville Slugger Museum. We went there, then we um went back to the hotel, chilled, and uh it was a really cold game. Kyle was pitching on a very bum ankle because that offseason. I'm i right, I'm a, I'm gonna have a blog that comes out either uh tomorrow or even today even maybe depends on when you're listening to this but he like fractured his ankle really bad during one of our february bullpens he was uh pitching stepped off the mound right on a ball and just rolled it like it was a freak accident this was his first start this was his first game and he just wasn't himself obviously his ankle wasn't fully healed maybe he should not have started uh maybe there was like a so, uh, bad air in that holiday and we were at, which did lose its power by the way, on the last night, so that was actually kind of fun. Enjoy this video of the Zingle when the power went out. <laughs> and then the next day this is this was my start day. We went on like a five mile straight uphill hike in the middle of the Kentucky wilderness, just a giant forest and um well, you'll, you'll learn more about the details of that in the blog. So I'm really, I'm really suggesting I'll link it in the YouTube video, but really go check out that blog. It's on the zoomer sports website and you'll find it all of our social media. So make sure you follow there. But uh, we had a hike and then I pitched against Butler, which is where a former, I forget what team he's on now, but he played for the Braves and Reds, red, San Francisco giants, big home run here, Miami Marlins. I think he's on Adam Duvall went there. So we pitched there. I, um, we beat them 15 to four. I mean, I pitched decent. Was I didn't have great command that day, but um, I went four innings, gave up one hit, one earned run, and struck out seven. I walked four guys, and they were all the leadoff guys of the bat or leadoff batters of that inning. So wasn't my greatest start. I mean, obviously they weren't the most talented team, so I could get away with it. But that's just that was that was the last game. We won the Kentucky series, two games to one. So we um and Ballard was a great ball club, and we. We were, we were even better ball club. I will say, so we did, we, we did a lot of stuff to, to be proud about in that Louisville trip. It, we bonded well as a team. Like that's something I feel like our junior season team was missing was that team bonding aspect. Cause we honestly never hang, hung out as a team. And this year that was completely different. We had team dinners with the Louisville trip. We, we actually bonded way more. So let's talk, we got back. So we're talking more about the varsity season. Cause that's just in the timeline. Uh, the L- first LT game was insane. Um, we're down five to one entering the bottom of the seventh, and uh, we just decide to put a little rally together, and then Jack Desmond hits this classic walk off here.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: well um i i was the mastermind of the lions sleep tonight playing right as we won it so of course i'm gonna take credit for that of course of course that was me who did i was the dugout dj when i wasn't pitching so but that that was one of the best games of the year top five honestly so that was a really fun game and then we ended up losing the next two. Um my start against LT was not great. I go really in depth about uh that start because on the blog. So really go check that out. I've know I've plugged it like three times, but uh Schultz and I had like a 30 minute conversation after that start and I tell you everything about it in that blog. So I I I guess i just this podcast is basically I'm plugging everywhere else to find me, but I'm also telling you I'm back on the podcast. So and we're gonna have guests. So we have a bunch of new stuff going on. I'm ready. So April 14th, uh, that's my York start. That was the next week's second series. Uh, we lost the first two games by run, one run, which was kind of depressing because we beat them 13-1 to the day I pitched. We destroyed them. And uh, that was one of the windy, windiest days uh, I've ever pitched in. It, my hat was blowing off when I pitched. Uh, ben Vogel's hat was blowing off when he came in for the inning after me. When we slaughtered these guys thirteen to one, and my box score that day was um, I pitched. Sorry, there I pitched four innings, gave up two hits, one run, zero earned runs, one walk, and six strikeouts. So not a bad stat line. But I was back. That that was the first game back with the pitching socks. As a uh, Kyle Rossi to sh- uh, would like uh me to shout out there. But so that was a really windy day, and my pitches. I my my splitter was well. My that was the first day I full command of all three pitches and it showed and but uh that was that and the next week uh april nineteenth this was the proviso week and uh morton Cicero Morton West I think they're called I know they're Morton but they're from Cicero Berwin. So Morton was the game Kyle pitch but this week against the the Proviso Series week, uh Chase Kruger, our our ace, all area and all conference UCF commit Kyle Rossi, who I've mentioned many times already, and myself combined for this was our combined stat line this week, a total of 13 innings pitched, 27 strikeouts. We only allowed one earned run, one hit, and two walks. Obviously, we went 4-0 that week. That was a big week for us to bounce back after the, after the going one of three against both York and LT, and we needed it, so – let's let's go into more some of the senior year shenanigans now so i mean obviously let me tell you guys about uh pete mistandria the commish so this guy's a legend around Lombard west and he he was our team sports teacher and he was also the volleyball coach he was a track coach he was he was honest he's honestly the most beloved guy on campus at Lombard west and uh he was retiring after this year and so he would always just come around and mess around with us like he would he would always like play this game where he'd set up bowling pins and he'd throw a football at it and he'd call it fooling. He'd always be dancing around in the gym, always be having a good time. He'd always call you a whippersnapper snapper or a Is a
0: 17 and 18 year old whippersnapper, just like you are.
1: Son of a gun, son of a buck. Just he was one of the, he was one of my favorite teachers I ever had, and he on. His goal, or like my thing, so Nolan King and I, one of my one of my good friends, we would always like say, if you um tell Kamish, Andrew, that you inspire him, he'll either have three responses. He'll be, if he's in a good mood, it'll be, no, you inspire me to be here every day, or he'll say, well, that's why God put me on this earth. But if he's in, if he's in a bad mood, he'll just walk away from you and like growl like a dog. It was funny, so. That was that, and then um, we got we got to touch on culinary as uh, ESPN gave a uh, Braden Bella and I a shout out.
0: There's a podcast called Zoomer Sports, Z O O M E R Sports that covers Glenbard West, and I learned so he's got a class he's taking Mrs. McBride's seventh period culinary class. He's one of the best cooks. He's there with his group members Bella and Andrew. Loves cooking as much as he does basketball.
1: On a national television during the Sierra Canyon game, but that that was that was probably the most fun class I've ever had at West was because let's be real, Braden and I would just mess around the entire time, and Miss McBride would not be she she like like loved us but like hate us at the same time, but like. <laughs> <laughs> All right, wanna help me
0: put this in the fridge? Oh, this my one, yeah. I'm...
1: We got her to laugh a ton. And then Jordan and Bella would do all the cooking mostly. And Brayden and I would throw flour at people or at each other. So that's your that's your that's your number one recruit, Gonzaga. Um hate to bring that skeleton out of the closet, but Braden loves his checks mix, I will say that.
0: Un- Chex mix. Hey, I Chex plan, so we mix. I can't <laughs> say that.
1: And Brayden loved dunking on me in Commission's team sports class. Don't worry, that TikTok got ninety thousand views. It was worth it. So now we get to April twenty or twenty nine. April twenty fifth and twenty sixth. This is a big like next six days like i have events for everything april 25th and april 26th we went two and zero with naster against hinsdale central all right so in the first game we won this one nine to eight but we were down six to two and we came back on one on a trevor metz go ahead double in the bottom of six and then nolan closed it out going one two three not giving us heart attacks like he did against ballard so no, nolan was our star closer this year so he went to italy we'll talk about that later um we then lost to at Hinsdale Central the next game, five to four, lost with an asterisk. This is a game I pitched. I went five and a third innings, pitched, only gave up four hits, three runs, two of them earned, two walks, and three strikeouts. We're all right, all right. This is where the asterisk is. Nolan's pitching. We're up four to three in the bottom of the seventh with two outs. Nolan strikes out the last guy. I think it was like Harry, Harry Fondre on a three, two, on a three-two curve. And so he strikes him out. It's a dr- the ump called it a drop third strike even though jake caught it cleanly the announcer so hinsdale has a pa announcer at their games he goes strike three and that's the ball game glenbard west wins four to three the game technically wasn't over yet but we everyone in the crowd thought the game was over four to three but the ump who let's be real the ump was terrible he squeezed the hell out of me so that that ump, and he was obviously our ump our last regular season game behind the plate but that's this ump was not good he, he just he what he did was he called it he called it a drop third strike but jake caught it and then he didn't just handed the ball to him and he's like no but he he jake caught the ball and handed it to him so jake had to argue and then by the time he like had to throw it um the hinsdale runner was like halfway to first so he had to rush it he overthrows chase And then they tie it by their score. And then Luke Adams is on second. So it's first and third, he keeps running. And we're like, our, our team's all yelling. Ike has the ball in right field. And even if he wanted to throw it home to get the guy out, the ump is standing in between the home plate umpire standing in between Ike and Jake at home. So if he threw it, he would have nailed the ump right in the head. And the, the base ump who could appeal that call, it's a, because he has a better angle. Like, he could see that the ball did not touch the ground. And he just sat on his hands, did nothing. So that was the toughest loss ever, to be honest with you. Especially I pitched my guts out that game. And our team our team grinded to win that. We 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 deserved that win. But the rest is history, it's it is what it is. You can't do anything about it. But that that was just very frustrating, um to say. And then the next day. Braden Huff was named Illinois Mister Basketball, and I made this phenomenal graphic for him. And uh, kudos to him, Braden Huff. I mean, I talked about it. Besides, the only thing better than his basketball skills are his culinary skills. So, I mean, I wish I wish the best of luck. I'm hoping to get Braden on the podcast, just like Kyle here, talk about how college or uh, summer at Gonzaga was. So, I'm hoping. But uh, we wish Brayden the best of luck here. I mean, he's a Zoomer athlete. He he represents the brand. I'm sorry about the flag in the background. I couldn't get get it to stick up, so it looks pretty ugly over my shoulder. But it is what it is. I got to adjust like that. So, uh, gotta gotta be adaptable. That's like a fifth grade vocabulary word. Uh, but Brayden deserved it. Finally got the recognition he um, deserved. Two four seven ranked him like the he was he was like they put a Trey Pettigrew above him. ESPN put him at 98. Like Braden was slept on the most slept on entire athlete. And he's going to prove everyone wrong when he got all the media wrong when he goes to Gonzaga and gets drafted the NBA. So April 28th, AKA Comish again, Pete, Pete Mastandra, AKA Kamish, back on it with another one. So he hosts the Navy ball tour bus. I'll show you. I, I have some videos here Um, and a photo of the shirts. He made us Uh. So the Navy Ball Tour bus, what that was, is um with the help of uh Ted Lanza from Downer's Grove North and Coach Hetlett here at uh, Lombard West, uh it was this is this is a PE field trip. I know it's not heard of, but he took our team sports classes and we went to Downer's Grove North and legit scrimmaged the other team sports classes at Downer's Grove North in different games. We brought um over Kamish's favorite Foley. We also brought over Navy Ball, a game Commish. Invented 30-plus years ago when he was coaching track at St. Francis. I, I could legit do an entire episode on uh, Pete Mistandrick commish. You know, if a, if a bunch of the Glen Allen listeners, the Lombard West uh, alum, or current students, want commish on an episode, I would gladly have commish on an episode. So you have to let me know on that one. But so he we bust over to Downers Grove North, and we legit the entire day. We got out of class, excused to absence, to just go play gym games the entire day against another high school it's legit one of the craziest field trips and and it was was actually my second field trip that week because I went to the Lincoln Park Zoo with uh Nuge Kyle Nugent in his ecology class also another top three teacher Lombard West uh Nuge shout out him but so we we went there we played their version of six base kickball we had our version their their version I'll let Kamish talk about that for a little What's the
0: difference between their sixth base and our six base? Well, the, the key here, Andrew, is that when we first developed ours, if you remember what we put on the board, it's just the development of a new game. So what we did was we took the basic, basic rules that we knew we understood and we brought to Lombard Blast. As you can see, their bases are different. Their field house is bigger. They have three teams. But I like the way we started ours. What are they doing today in this game that we could add into ours to make ours better? That's why we're here. So who cares who likes what more? This is going to be on the 44 kids that we brought today to help me develop the game and expand on it. Come on, let's go. Come over here. Mr. Six. What you say? Yes. We got to get this on here. Okay. Well, so like I said, you know, it, it's 121 rules. So I don't understand that one, but is that one worth
1: bringing back to our curriculum? That's on you guys, not me. Hey, you know what? I got to get back to work. Mm-hmm. And then we, we played Foley. There was another game I didn't get to play. I forget what it was called. Um, Hero Ball, maybe. I don't know. Caden uh, Pierce loved it. And then we played Navy Ball at the very end outside. It was just honestly one of the best days of school. That's just what senior year of high school is. You just have those fun days at the end, and um, I I honestly kind of miss it, but uh, we're on to bigger and better things. And then the next day was April 29th, day two of the NFL draft, and if you obviously followed the Instagram and t- Twitter, you would known about this. I was in the basement of former Cincinnati Bearcat wide receiver, Alec Pierce, on his draft night, videoing and taking photos of him and his family as he got the call from an Indianapolis Colts in the second round that they were taking him. And it was actually one of the coolest experiences I've I've, I've ever had in my um, media career so far. So obviously Caden, one of my good friends, his brother, Alec, I drafted in the NFL and uh, a whole bunch of people there, his family, Alex family, his friends, uh, Tim Doyle showed up at one point, uh, his old coaches, one of the, a couple of his old coaches um, for his friends, his teammates at Cincinnati. And it was was one of the coolest things ever. So we're watching the draft. The phone is – so Alec has his phone just laying on the table like that, not looking at it. And then so, like, it's two – we're, like, two pick. It's, like, I think he got drafted either – what is he, uh, 49th, uh, 53rd. I want to say 49 for some reason, but 53rd. Because it was pick 49. It was on the TV. Like, the Colts hadn't announced their trade. They were trading up. And on like the ESPN telecast, I haven't been announced yet. So when, um, so it's like a pick for nine, like the Vikings are on the clock and his phone starts ringing and it didn't come up as like a random number. It came up as, uh, it came up as the Indianapolis Colts. As you can see, uh, Rick is uh one my phone background, uh, gotta love him. But, uh, so it rings and he just talks on the phone. It's Chris Ballard, the GM. And he talks to Frank Wright, the coach and Jim Irsay, the owner, and it was really cool. And then after that, everyone went crazy. And then we went crazy when they, he was announced on ESPN. And then like legit thirty seconds after he got announced on ESPN, Matt Ryan, future future Hall of Famer, former NFL MVP, current quarterback for the Colts, facetimes Alec. And then like uh, I forget like uh, I think uh, Michael Pittman reached out and he was he, he was on the Zoom call with Indianapolis media like thirty minutes later. So it was a it was a really cool night in the Pierce household.
0: Thank you, sir. Can't wait to be a part of your organization. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Can't wait. All right. Talk to you soon.
1: Killing it right now at a training camp, and uh, the family got to fly down the next day. I mean, Kane didn't go because uh, we had prom. Uh, our uh, senior prom was that next day on April 30th, so he didn't get to go. We got to spend the night in Michigan at Kyle Rossi's uh, lake house. That was fun. And then May 4th comes. We're uh, this. We're going back. We're going back to uh, some baseball talk now, or West baseball talk. Uh, it was the first ever Zoomer Sports bullpen review at Kerry Wood Chicago Cubs Field. Uh, that starred myself, starting our uh, all-conference, all-area pitcher, Chase Kruger, UCF commit, Kyle Rossi, catcher Jake Glenn, and then the greatest assistant coach of all time, Ricky Diesel, Rick Dezingle. So, that's a tongue twister, but Rick Dezingle's the GOAT. That's why he's on the phone with Kamish. But that was that was what started the baseball, con- the West baseball content, really. Because it was mostly West basketball content I was doing. So I'm like, I start doing a little both. Zoomer Sports bullpen review. Glenbard West Hilltoppers. We're out here at beautiful Harry Wood Chicago Cubs field. we one mile down from beautiful historic Wrigley Field. We got two high schools right next to each other. It don't make any sense, but overall, pretty good bullpen review. We're
0: going to hit it to Kyle. Kyle Rossi here, Glombard West pitcher. Uh, here at the plyo wall. And it's just a fence, meaning there is no plyo wall. We've got a concrete wall over there. If you want to throw your plyos and not break them, you got to give it a five point seven out of ten. Chase Triggers, starting pitcher for Dunbar West. As you can see, the mound super dry, no room for digging in. And as well as you see, the game mound is perched and this is dirt. So for that, I give it a three out of ten. I give the plate a zero out of ten. It's about two inches thick and well, it's about, it in? It like And then it sits about an
1: inch above the ground. And it makes walking very difficult. Overall I think we'd give this bullpen about a five point one. May ninth through May twelfth, that's the last week of school. That was that was a really fun week. Uh we had the the Tour day west where all the seniors on the last day, uh we go around on our scooters or skateboards and we're done with school after that so that was the last day um on may 12th on may 12th the last day of school i had a game against oprf i pitched and i had a a bunch of my former teammates were on that team danny michaud uh maddox newman jack chambers uh matt butterly i know i'm missing one oh jack spinks i know I'm, i think that's all of them actually but uh, This is actually probably the Cornish Schultz is the greatest game I pitched in my West career, even though we did lose uh, two to zero. um, I struck out all my travel teammates, too. I will like to put that in there just uh, just a mess with them. But I pitched a complete game loss. Uh, we lost in seven innings, uh, two to zero. Uh, my stat line was seven innings pitched. I gave up four hits, two runs, only one earned. Gave up a solo shot to a Louisville commit o- only homer. I gave up all year. Uh, zero walks and eight strikeouts. So one of the best games I've had, uh, Cal- Calvin Prosky, who's a UC Santa Barbara commit was on the other side of the mound, pitched better than me. He pitched six innings, gave up like two hits and had nine strikeouts, still zero walks. There was no, there were zero walks the entire game, which was crazy at the high school level. But that was, that, that, I mean, that was a game where you're just like, well, um, they just they just outplayed us, I guess. I mean, there was the air in the first inning and the solo shot. And, but I am I'm, I'm happy at my performance at that game, I will say that. And you know, our our team, we we grinded we didn't give up because we got sec we got second and third and that bomb um, in the seventh. We were ready to send it to extra. So we never quit. That's one thing about our team. We never quit. I didn't mention the Lombard East game. I pitched horribly. It was my first start of the year. We were down twelve to two and come back and win thirteen to twelve. Like that, that, that's just how our team was. We came back in Lions, came back in since that we came back in every game, came back against St. Charles East in the regional final and win our regional, we'll talk about that in a bit. So we were the comeback kids. Like that's who, that's just what was our team identity. We, we never, we never quit. We never gave up, man. Uh, that just shows the character of our team. I mean, we had what 20, we had 20 something, 19 seniors or something like the leadership on that team. All right, May sixteenth, and seventeenth, we complete the series victory over Downers Grove North, which is a huge, which was a huge deal. Um, Kyle Rossi pitched phenomenal. I think we won the uh, second game of that series at Downers Grove North, five to three, and then the last game was at uh, our place. But the first game we got destroyed, and that was uh, their place too. So it's series is tied one one. We come home for the rubber match. Um, Chase Kruger's on the mound, so you know something's gonna go good because Chase Kruger is. That guy, Chase Krueger, is him. So Chase Krueger and I completed the shutout. We won that game one nothing in extra innings. And there was not a single earned run in that game. We won on a walk-off air. I think Trevor Metz hit a ground ball. in The second baseman made there. I'd have to look more into it, but I know Trevor hit it. So we won one nothing on a walk-off air in the bottom of the eighth. But uh, Chase Krueger and myself, um, we completed the shutout, and we held future MLB first-round pick. Next year in the 2023 draft, and current South Carolina Gamecock uh, baseball commit George Wolko to going 0 4 at the plate. Chase Cruyer struck him out three times and he flew out against me. So, any time as you can keep uh, MLB first round pick off base is a phenomenal game. And then the next day or a couple of days later, we had graduation at a West, I don't know, Dushan Field. So, that, that was exciting. I mean, High school high school is officially over um except uh our baseball team is still in the hunt, so my west year wasn't totally over, but the academic like I was gone, I was graduated, so it was it was a fun night, it was a really fun night, actually, but I got another photo with Kamish at graduation, and it 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 was a bittersweet moment, i mean obviously, love that you got your high school degree, you love that you a high school degree diploma, you love that. You got to spend all that time with your friends. But well, I mean, it's it's bittersweet. You, you're you on to the next thing. And I was then named, as I've alluded to earlier, I was named to the Western Suburban Conference All Conference team as a pitcher, along with my teammates, second baseman Trevor Metz, center fielder, third baseman, closing pitcher Nolan King, and pitcher and first baseman Chase Kruger. So I'm actually, I, I, I ride that accomplishment probably a little too much, but that was my goal going in the year. I wanted to design black jerseys for our team. Did that. Wanted to win a regional. Did that, and I want to be named all conference. We did that. So senior baseball year of RC was very successful. May twenty sixth, regional semifinal. We beat Bartlett five to one. Chase Kruger pitched like a stud. This was a night game. It was like a nine seven thirty start, so it was under the lights. It was awesome. The f- so if you don't know anything about Village Green, our home field, it's off campus, but like. Our dugouts are ginormous, and we have fencing that go all the way down. And it was packed on both lines. Same with our regional final game, which I'm about to talk about soon. So it was packed on both lines, but this was kind of cooler because it was not our first – our regional game was at 10 a.m. This game was at 7 p.m., so it was a night game. It was sweet. And then the regional championship, two days later, um, at Village Green, Don Burns Field – which was what we called. It's it officially no longer Don Burns Field. Um, I've actually uh, been lobbying, and we're starting to make it uh, be named Richterzingle Field. That's what we want it renamed.
0: Regional finals, today at 10. Be there. Time to buckle the chin strap.
1: Let's go, baby! We were um, playing the number one seed, St. Charles East, and uh, Kyle Rossi, that stud, started the game off, and I came off to finish it. So let's just talk about how the game went. So, like, it was pretty pretty quick first four innings like there's no real damage done but like in the top of the fifth we were down two we had the bases loaded no outs and then we had two guys strike out a fly out so we didn't score which is very unfortunate but it didn't matter top of the six david lago it's an oppo taco double an inch off the wall and then billy francis it's a double same exact spot back to back and then um i think trevor uh knocked us in to make it a three two game trevor Metz. that's why he No, no, Trevor knocked in – I think he knocked in both. So it's 3-2. Then uh, top of the seventh, Kyle gets yanked. I come in, got on third. They do a sack bunt, and they tie the game 3-3. I then get the next guy to pop up while the um, season-ending runs on third base. 3-3 if we go to the top of the eighth. And then Nolan King doubled to make it a 4-3 game in his last high school game ever because he went to Italy. Nolan. And then um, Trevor knocked him in, make it five three. I think on another air. So, I mean, and then I pitched about in the eighth, one in one two three fashion. We upset them five to three, and arguably the best game as a team the entire West year. And it, it, it was really fun. Hey, bringing that regional uh, plaque over to the fans. I mean, we we weren't basketball. We didn't, we, we weren't, it, it was just like, we didn't have, we didn't have like the, the fame or as much as basketball. Cause obviously you have five D one guys on that team, but it was just fun to like feel like that for that one moment. Especially when you were on the mound pitching to get that final out. And your catcher just is nowhere to be found because as a pitcher, the first guy you celebrate with is your catcher. So Jake's just down for his baseline, and I I thought he'd be behind the plate. But on June 1st, our season sadly came to an end as we lost to Lake Park. Yeah, this was my final game pitching at a competitive stage. It was everyone's final game at a competitive stage besides Nolan King and Kyle Rossi because they're going to play at the next level. But my last time in my career, I pitched like two and a third innings, didn't allow a hit or a run. So I, think I, I can live with that being my last time, even though I would have loved to have gone down to Joliet and won that game. And then June 4th, um, I went to the Cubs game, and I met uh, the famous leader of the Barata Gang and the co-host of the Barstool Chicago's podcast, Red Line Radio, and the Dog Walk. I met Chief walking his dog outside of his uh, Lakeview apartment, which was pretty cool. I also got to meet uh, Cubs relief pitcher Michael Rucker, who came on uh, this exact podcast, Zoomer Sports Radio. Uh, you can find that episode on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcast. Uh, this winter, I interviewed him. And so I got to meet him on the field and get a photo with him. He signed out of the jersey I had of him. So um, the Cubs won that game 6-0-2 against the Marlins. That was sweet. And that same day, Glombard West won another state ring, another state championship. It was our volleyball team. Knocked off Lincoln Way East to win our fourth ring that year, fourth state championship. Uh, basketball, uh, boys volleyball, rugby, even though it's a club sport, I guess it counts. And then Audrey Allman won state in the mile, like 447. Audrey started. She went to Vanderbilt. She left for college for today. So, uh, wish Audrey the best of luck. She's also a zoomer athlete. So is Trevor Powell, who's going to USC on that, uh, volleyball team. Then I went to Boston, my friend and teammate David Lagomarsino. I had a fun time at his house, uh, his beach house in situate. Red Sox weren't in town enough, so no Red Sox game. June 11th, I covered the IHSA State Baseball Championship at Dooley Health and Care Field in Joliet. Glenbard West should have been there playing that day. Um, we 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 had the talent. We just kind of got, I don't know, We just kind of got, like, burnt out, I guess, at that Lake Park game. I mean, missing Nolan sucked, but Nazareth Academy won the 3A state championship game and Edwardsville won the 4A state championship game. So I also saw Commission that day. It's the last day I saw Commission. I saw him in the crowd. So that was fun. And then June 24th was my last day in Glen Ellen as, like, the last day I'd be, like, permanently living here because I obviously moved down to Clemson I'm going down there. So that was my last day. Some of my friends uh, pictured here uh, threw me a going away party, which was fun. And it was it was a good night. And just uh once again, one of those bittersweet days when I'm obviously back in Studio 744, I guess you could call it. But I mean, I'm only here for like a week and a handful of days. So like just uh, those bittersweet moments in life that I mean... You 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 don't know what you have until it's actually gone. So, it, it it's it's just life. It, it goes by fast unless you stop. So that that's my sage advice. I got that from my my uncle Rich. That's what he told me about Flood Rucker's closing. He's like, you don't know what you really have until it's gone. And he was referring to um this burger restaurant in Downers Grove. So the burger the burger restaurant is actually pretty good. But you you can take his thoughts on burgers and apply it to the real world in life so i spent some time in charlotte then got on campus start the summer semester and my first day working uh was july 6th for the clemson basketball team and what i do right now at what i do there right now as of right now i make tiktoks and i come up with content ideas for the team um as for the team they're one of the best group of guys i've ever met they're easy to work with they're they're um enjoy making content they, they just they enjoy seeing they enjoy seeing me there every day like there's not a single bad teammate on that team everyone picks each other up there it, it is one of the best team chemistries i've seen there in france right now doing some team body but i there's not one bad thing you could say about this Clemson basketball this 2022 2023 Clemson basketball team it bunch of stand up guys i mean i love working with them so really really i they're really just I can't say any more. I like I can't say any bad things about them. They're just such such awesome guys. Like, and then my boss, I'm I'm gonna be. I, I hope I don't mispronounce his last name because I've actually never heard anyone say his last name. But Ben Winteroud um, is my boss, and he um he's one of the most talented like media guys that I've ever like met. Um, just uh, the he's a he does photography and like just like his the photos he takes, just like content creation ideas. Like he came up with a tour to France content idea with Dan Nusef. Um, on the bike, uh, go check that out on Clemson. Uh, go follow Clemson and go follow on Instagram at ClemsonMBB. Um, and check out the content because it's awesome. So, shout out Ben there. Um, I, he's he's just one of the most talented guys I've ever met. So, really appreciate him. And, then like, gotta, gotta, gotta get, gotta show some love for uh, Brian Galloway, man. That, that guy, um, him and I will text every day about content ideas. And he's a, a six year now at uh, Clemson, so he was at College Charleston and Boston College for that. So, then. I mean, I, I mean, all the guys just love um, uh, my con- like the, the the content I'm doing for the team, like the questions I ask. They just love showing off their personalities and styles, I guess. And it, it, it's just a really cool, um, it's a really cool experience, and it's a really cool team to be like community, feel a part of. Like, I I I just love Clemson basketball so much. Um, Coach Brunell is one of the one of the first off. I love his voice. Um, like he's one of like the perfect coaching voice, like the Indiana accent. Like not Indiana, just like just the draw. Like his voice is like if you think of like a coaching voice in your head, Brunell's got it. And he's he's one of the best coaches um in the nation. So love, gotta gotta show some love for Coach Brunel. And um just I just love Clemson basketball. It's just one of the best I, I feel like I'm repeating myself, but I, I can't speak highly enough about this team, about this program about the university as a whole. Now I'm home and recording this podcast here. So let's talk about it for the future. Um, I'll, I'll, we have, I've planned a interview with a former NBA player, former flying Alana current NBA in college basketball. And Stephen for Steven Bardo. That will be coming up. Like I said, I will be interviewing Kyle for sure this weekend and hopefully Brayden about their college experiences so far in the summer. And then I'll still be making TikToks and other content as well for working with uh, the Clemson basketball team. So, follow along follow along there and so here's now the um here's the um questions this is the uh new segment so on instagram uh two days ago i put on uh what questions you want to answer on the podcast and we had a couple answers um so let's get into it grant s asks what was your favorite moment at Glumbar?" west that's a good question because i i have multiple i have multiple answers so obviously i'm gonna give you uh from a media standpoint um sierra canyon was awesome well, I'm going to give it the state championship because my my favorite memory was um after we won it and like they were in the like them in the locker room we came out it was an empty state farm center home of my final line and we were just messing around the court taking photos videos the famous video of me uh scoring on Braden Huff one on one is there and that was just one of the best high school experiences I have um uh I high school like in uh the gas leak day at Glombard West was a great experience so- or great memory sophomore year. Uh, so that that was um because um Zags fans also asked favorite memory at Glombard. So I'm gonna give multiple answers. So the gas leak day sophomore year was pretty sick. Um, what was weird was um the day COVID broke out, everyone was cheering on that fr- on that Friday. So that was a memory, not necessarily a good memory, but like that feeling was just weird, like. We get three weeks off, and then we get back. Obviously, we we had a year and a half off, which sucked. We lost most of my junior year of high school. But that was uh, my baseball memory. I got to go with the Louisville trip was awesome. Uh, just the, being able to team bond with the guys. Uh, regional championship was awesome. Yeah, region, the regional championship, uh, the LT game walk-off, the Downers Grove walk-off. We had a couple of walk offs. So, I mean, that was just, now those are my favorite memories and moments of Glenbar West that come up, come up to the top of my head. Obviously, culinary class come up there. Anything but a backpack day that landed me on WGN news. That was awesome. So, that's what I got right now. And then, all right. Jack D asked, what's next for Andrew Moody? Obviously, Andrew Moody is just going to be just fine. So, obviously, we got Clemson. We got the basketball team. We got, but, is in terms of zoomer it's, it's obviously zoomer is going to be continued but it's kind of up in the air like i i've hoped to do podcasts i hope to continue to do content but like the the sky's the limit for uh myself and uh zoomer so thank you uh jack for that one um uh, thank you also for hitting that walk off against uh, lt so the, the the future the future's is bright in my opinion for myself um and i obviously have those podcasts lined up i hope to do content um Clemson basketball. I am I'm, I'm excited for what's what's coming up, Jack. And then Ben and asked, "Why were you the longest B caddy?" So, Ben used to be my co-worker at Gleno Country Club where I currently caddy um and I'm the longest B caddy cuz I've been there 6 years and never been promoted cuz before this year I would have baseball every weekend and every day of the summer when I played for um, uh, elite baseball training uh, and coach of Aaron and all those guys who are teammates at Oak Park along with, I was teammates with Jack and Billy too. Uh, love, love that organization. Uh, uh, I, I mean, the change at the helm every four months, that's been the last two years. Uh, obviously uh, Andrew Epperly, who was there for my first like five years, four years, caddy master. He resigned um to uh, venture into something else in life. And then we had this one guy, he got canned, then we had uh two uh we had uh, two of the most tenured caddies do it. They didn't want to do it anymore. They were just interim. Then we got um one guy and now he's gone. And it, there's just been a lot of change at the helm that's kind of hindered me from that promotion, if that makes any sense, Ben. also don't show up very often because I'm at college now. Um, what was it like? All right. Jason V asks, what was it like playing with the young Dominican shortstop, Jason Valdez? Jason Valdez is, he's one of the best teammates I've had. Um, always positive. Always, always uh, hustling. Always, always wants to do his best. Always wants to do his best to the team. And he's got big shoes to fill this year as a senior at Lombard West. He's actually in school right now as I'm recording this podcast, but uh, he's, he's the, he's the star. He's the captain. He is that guy for Lombard West going into senior season this year. Um, so he's, he's got big shoes to fill. He's got to step it up, but I think he can, and I think he will. I, he's, he's, I have all the faith in the world in Jason Valdez. Um, I wish him the best. Uh, I'll, I'll make it out to a game or two this year when I get home from school. So, Jason, I'm going to miss playing with you. I'm going to miss seeing you every day in the dugout or in school or on the field. So just now, um, you, you'll, you'll, be, you'll be an honorary Zoomer athlete, even if you never uh, play at the next level. Uh, I'll miss you, J-Val. Love you, kid. All right, and then Ava H asks, um, will I be seeing you in Blacksburg this basketball season? So Ava Hartzell, uh helped out with uh, the Sierra Canyon game, Glombard West. She's another former Glombard West alum. She's a sophomore now at Virginia Tech, who obviously Clemson plays this year. So honestly, um, Ava, I think there could be a chance I see you in Blacksburg this year. And uh, she's also very talented, what she does with her videos and photos. Uh, very talented. She uh, We worked at State together. Uh, Ava might not have. I don't think Ava was at state, but we worked at Sierra Canyon together and she was at some of the Beaster events and she's phenomenal at what she does. But now that I think about it, I think it was just Braden Schmidt. That it goes for all the media people. Braden Schmidt that I worked with, uh uh New Wave Visions, uh Ryan, the documentary guy. I cannot say enough about him or not enough good things about him too. Al, his partner, uh uh Derek Eccles, Sloche, who um provided me a lot. We do the uh This Week in Only Sports. As of right now, we're coming back for season two. Bringing back the football, we're gonna start with football season. But I have to talk with Touchbase, to Derek, about that because I do plan on doing that. So am I? I hope I'm not missing anyone. Derek, Braden, Ava, um, Python Media, Python Media. I can't forget about Python Media. Awesome. Well, uh, worked with him at the Illinois State. He came to my York start. Um, I I I can't say enough good things about Python Media. Python Media is one of the best. Things about um Illinois sports right now because he gives out his um photos for he will give you photos for free and to um kids that like so most photographers like charge and have like their watermark over the image so like athletes can't repost it but he will he loves giving the uh, high school athletes especially like if they can't afford to buy photos just, he just loves giving them his photos because it's not a it's it's a hobby for him it's a passion of his photography and going to these high school events so Python Media. Awesome guy, uh, drop him a follow too, as along with Braden, Sloche, Derek Eccles, Ava, um, New Way Visions. I really hope I'm not forgetting anyone. Ryan Stefan, um, documentary guy, uh, Hail to the Hilltoppers. All right, and then we got two from Henry W. He asks, "How did you get the opportunity to be the media guy at Clemson?" First off, it was through um, my stuff here at Zoomer Sports and what I did for Lombard West. Just that helped me get there, and then the Recommendation from NBA announcer uh, and former Northwestern player Tim Doyle. So, I, I have to thank Tim Doyle enough. I can't thank Tim Doyle enough for helping me get to where I am today. Um, one of the nicest guys you'll ever meet. So, if you ever run into Tim Doyle, he's a Glen Ellen, he's a Glen Ellen native. Um, just, just he's, he's one of the best guys, he's one, of the mo- he's one of the most funny guys you'll ever meet. He's some of his stories are so funny, so hilarious. And then you asked my favorite memory at Clemson so far. Um, that's a tough one because I haven't, like, I haven't been there long enough. I don't know. I guess just going into little John day in and day out, interacting with the guys, making content, um, just talking on the sidelines, just, um, well, because PJ Hall, one of our best players is out. So like during practice, uh, Ben, PJ and I will just have, just, just talk and I'm uh, sitting on the, in the stands while uh, practice is going on. And it, th- those, those are just some of the most, uh favorite memories i have as of right now so as of right now i think we're going to call it an episode for uh this has been episode 47 i believe of the zoomer sports radio glad to be back i'm happy to be back hope you guys enjoyed that intro animation i know it's kind of stupid but i was back and um i hope to bring more of these to you make sure you follow zoomer sports on um instagram twitter tiktok whatever uh at zoomer.sports everywhere. and uh, make sure you follow uh Clemson basketball on Instagram and TikTok at clemsonmbb. um can um I just hope you guys stick around and um keep uh following as I move away from Glen Allen and onto uh the next chapter, next challenge, next journey in my life. So, appreciate you guys listening. Um uh like and subscribe on the YouTube. Make sure you um share this with anyone who else wants to listen, but once again, thank you guys for listening and thank you guys for um everything. I owe it all to you guys, but thank you. Have a great rest of your day, evening, night, wherever you are. Just enjoy life. Thank you. Zoomer out.